All right, good Wednesday evening, everybody. Welcome to War on Media's special NFL playoff preview. Also, too, we're going to talk about Bears as well. We're wilded for Super Wild Card Weekend. My name is Lakina McGee. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter. And I can underscore me on the IG. You listen to myself and my buddy, Sydney Brown, on Second City Sports, Mondays and Fridays on Sports Zone Chicago on both the YouTube and the Facebook page. I'm being enjoyed tonight. We're going to be doing this every week during the playoffs. So about this time, about this day, is same day as well, every Wednesday about this time. So make sure you guys check that out and make sure you have it set on your market, on your calendars and such. So I got a couple of NFL experts with me today. You got the uh, the NFL expert for Warren Media, Mr. Joe Tanksley. What's up, Joe? Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. And another good friend of the site. We got Mr. Eric Edlum the NFL and NFL draft expert for Yahoo. What's up, Eric? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are too. Uh, no, been a, we got a lot to talk about. You know, it's, it's some little time to do it, so let's get into it. We'll start, of course, with the Bears uh, coaching and also head, you know, head coaching and GM vacancy. Of course, you know, on you know, a couple of days ago on Monday, guys have been living under a rock. Both uh, GM Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, the head coach, were both let go on Monday, part of Black Monday. And um, basically about like about there have been like a hundred names being flown out there that are gonna uh, you know that the Bears are gonna interview for the job. Well, actually, you know, first off, Joe, I'll start with you since you're uh, you're one you know the other expert also as well as Eric. What did you think of what do you think about the surge and you know George, George McCaskey's presser and what do you think of all of that? Well, I, I will say first off, uh, George McCaskey is not good on the sticks. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, for being, you, you know, making the right decision and, you know, letting go Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy together in tandem was the right thing to do because there was a lot of speculation, of, you know, that, you know, Pace, you know, might stick on. And, you know, as a GM, he doesn't even have a really winning record. So that was, you know, a concern for a lot of a lot of fans. A lot of fans felt, you know, that that Pace should, you know, should be let go, too. And, you know, we were happy as a group that he was let go along with Matt Nagy. Um, then you get to Monday, they have the press conference and, you know, you know, George gets up there and talks and, you know, this little change to the structure and which they're going to do things. Uh, he lays out, you know, who's going to be a part of the search. And one of the names mentioned, Ted Phillips, uh, even though he's so quote unquote being moved aside to take on, you know, take on the Arlington project, he's still going to be involved in the head coach and the GM you know, search and interviews uh, and things of that nature. Uh, he's going to negotiate that contract, you know, as, you know, you know, that's what he does. But, you know, I think a lot of fans that, you know, they kind of, you know, turned down the excitement for fans a little bit, myself included. Um, and then, you know, he goes into this whole rant about Olin Krutz, uh saying, you know, calling him a liar and things like that, so to speak. And, you know, he says he's a fan and, you know, and, 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 this is the thing about me, you know, football is the family business. You got to be more than a fan. <laughs> you got to be a little bit more than a fan. Um, and, you know, and I don't have anything, you know, against Bill Polian. He's a, you know, he's accomplished, very accomplished Hall of Fame football executive, but he's also the same. He might be dated. He's also the same guy that said Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver. So, you know, and, you know, you come and see that Lamar Jackson was an MVP as a quarterback. So, you know, it's, it's things like that. I, I think um, that, uh, 
they got a lot of work to do. And, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged by the list of the candidates and the coaches that they have out there. Um, but, you know, even with that, this is pretty much the group, the high group right now. So it's kind of hard to get that wrong either too. So, but, mm. so we'll just see what they do. I am a little bit concerned about them uh, interviewing GMs and coaches at the same time. Cause it looks like, you know, they could be put in a position where they would hire a coach before actually hiring a GM. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. I know they interviewed Glenn Cook and uh, Doug Peterson today. Um, and so I'm just, you know, inter I'm really interested to see how this is, is, is played out. For all the excitement of letting go pace and nagging and having a new direction, it just seems like a lot of the same stuff is going to keep happening with the Bears. What about Jer what are your thoughts, Eric? Yeah, I think you bring up a couple of really good points there, which are, you know, <laughs> there, there is the concern, I think, from the outside of is Ted just going to be on the Arlington Heights project or is he still going to be involved in football decisions? How much say is George going to have over over big decisions at all? You know, we, we know that he's mostly taking a backseat football wise, but, you know, these are the two guys spearheading the interview process. And the other good point I thought you brought up was the the concurrent interviews going back and forth, they can be overwhelming to talk to all these different people who some of whom haven't worked together. They may have, you know, incongruous philosophies on football and building a roster. You know, it, it the old model used to be hire the GM first and then they help pick the head coach. Obviously um, it, it doesn't feel like they're exactly going down that path that they feel like they have a shot. This is my prediction. It's not based on anything I've heard from anybody inside the organization, but I think if, if they feel like Doug Peterson or Brian Flores, I'm just throwing those two names out there to start. If either of them show some real zeal about this job, they might, as you said, just go ahead and hire them. Let's just get the coach. We've got the name coach. You know, both guys have won Super Bowls. Brian as an assistant. Uh, Doug obviously is a head coach and, and also as a player for that matter. But, you know, and then let's pick the GM and let's just get somebody who's really good at evaluating talent and we'll figure it all out. You know, I mean, I remember how convoluted, and I talked to Phil about it when, when Phil Emery was, was interviewing head coaching candidates and, and talked to, I think, 21 different people, you know, flying all over the country and going back and forth and, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles and everything else and, and ended up with Mark Tressman. He went out of the country to get a head coach, right? That's where that one ended up. Um, it can get a little overwhelming. You forget what the first guy said. You forget what the second guy said. You, you don't have those initial impressions. So I, I do wonder about how convoluted this process might get. But, you know, they've gotten ahead on a couple guys, and I'll give them credit for that because, you know, I don't always feel like this, this, this organization um, is sort of up with the times on certain things and, and can, uh, can pull off the moves that they want to pull off at times. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. And Glenn Cook's a, an interesting name, too. I mean, he's, he's got Packers roots, played some minor league baseball. Um, you know, he, he played at Miami football. Uh, he's, he's worked his way up through the Browns. Um, I, you know, that's a, that's a name that should be on uh, other teams' lists as well. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. interesting that with Glenn Cook because uh, Jared Payton, of course, who's the monthly yeah. sports anchor at WGN Sports, they actually played together at Miami. That's right. So there's, I forgot about that. A, yeah, there's a little, there's a little uh, tidbit there. Um, what do you what are names? Because there there have been like all types of names. I, I won't go through all of them because there's so many. But Eric, I'll start with you. What is sort of like one of the names, either GM or coach or both, that that you know Bears fans really need to keep keep a keen eye on? 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to pull my phone out here, too, because I was actually texting with a GM last night and somebody who knows him. But uh, for the GM position, Joe Shane from Buffalo is a highly, highly respected uh, talent evaluator. And so I asked him, we were, we were kind of texting back and forth. And of course, I'm having a look as we talk here. And I just said, you know, what makes Joe special? What 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 is that that quality about him that you think can, can make him a GM? Great communicator, smart, strong work ethic, no ego, consensus builder, good evaluator, good relationships with the agent com community. So, you know, sometimes we think about GMs as being guys who draft people. Well, that's true. That is certainly a big part of what they do. But contract negotiations were always something that that seemed to trip Ryan Pace and the Bears up during his tenure there. You know, they overpaid for people. They structured deals in a way that I think hindered them at times. You know, uh, letting Adrian Amos go to save a million and a half for for Ha Ha Clinton Dix, whatever. I mean, you can bring up a million different examples. So, you know, people miss on draft picks. Every single organization. I don't care if it's the Ravens, the Patriots, you know, the Green Bay Packers, whoever. Successful teams miss on draft picks. That's going to happen. Higher batting average, good, but it, it really does come down to how you put a roster together and how you keep your key players in place. That is such a big thing. Um, you know, on the one hand, you give them credit for stealing a player like Allen Robinson, but on the other, you know, they weren't ever able to take advantage of him because of the limitations at quarterback and, and the coaching staff. So it is a giant puzzle piece that you have to put together. And there are a lot of skills required for that position. So Joe is, is a name that I think people should get familiar with because I think he'll be a GM, um, you know, much like George Payton who went to the Broncos a year ago. He can he can be picky. He doesn't have to just take the first job offer he gets and uh, and maybe can look around a little bit. So is that a fit with the Bears? I don't know. You know, Brian Dable was was a name that, that's come up with this job too. I think they've interviewed or requested an interview with him. That could be a possible pairing if you want to go with that continuity. Joe, what are your thoughts? Uh, yes, you know what, Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable, those are very interesting candidates that I kind of had my own as well. I, I liked how um, Brian Dable runs that office out in uh, in Buffalo, and it seems like a lot of those philosophies would work with a, a kid like Justin Fields, a quarterback, um, you know, being big and athletic like Josh Allen. Um, and, and then there's also the, the think about it, you know, Typically, the, these offensive guys are, you know, the guys that, you know, people lean towards as hiring as head coaches. And I, I, I'm linking it. We have a young quarterback. You know, you bring in, you know, a defensive minded guy, even though he's a good candidate. You know, you get an offensive coordinator who has some success with Justin Fields. And then right away, he gets plucked for being a, a head coach. So, you know, you know. I kind of get the sense you want to kind of lean towards an offensive guy because you can keep those that language and that philosophy in-house and you don't have to worry about the offensive coordinator leaving because he has success. Um, so I was very interested in uh, um, Brian Dabo as a coach. Um, also, uh, the, the guy that I'm interested in, in as well, uh, I remember his last name, Khan, out of Pittsburgh. I forget Omar his first Khan. name, yeah. Omar Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you look at the track record, you know, with Mike Tomlin and not having a losing season in, in you know, over, t you know, more than 10 years, uh, consistently getting to the playoffs. And you can see that they have a, a, a way that they build a team and, and, and what they look for in certain kinds of players and in the success that they've had. And that's something that's, you know, in the culture that they have as well. And that's something that, you know, 
that the Chicago Bears could use a lot. Uh, and can right, I throw yeah. in one piece about Khan too, which is really, just really interesting. I don't mean to hijack the show, or whatever. No, no, I'm glad go you brought ahead. him up because you know there's there's been a little bit of a trend. Like I was talking about the scouting aspect, obviously a crucial uh, element of of being a GM. But you know there's a there's a line of thinking along what I was saying with you know the relationship with agents and things like that, managing the salary cap. There's almost a line of thinking of you take somebody like Omar Khan who's got you know, the cap guy, essentially, right? He's done more than that. But that's that was a big part of what he did, what he's done in Pittsburgh. And, you know, have a really strong college scouting director, maybe a, a senior scout or two, and really load up the scouting department with, you know, and, and trust your people to do what they do best and hire somebody who's, you know, I don't call him a bean counter, right? I mean, he's got more talent than that, but somebody who understands the financial element of the job. And sometimes that structure, I, I feel like it's becoming more popular in the league. You're starting to see teams kind of warming up to that. And I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if there are one or two of those types of hires, including a guy like Omar, who's, you know, he's 40s, my age, roughly 44, 45 you know, he's been in a successful organization for a long time that has stability. It's really what the, the, the pattern you want to follow, but it's hard to do, too. Yeah, and that's also very important because Ryan Pace got into a lot of cap trouble. Yep. And, you know, and so a guy like Omar Khan would probably, you know, be really attractive to Chicago Bears in that aspect. Yep. It's going to be very interesting, though, because like you guys have both mentioned, you know, you got numbers people, you got analytics, you know, old school folks. So it's going to be very interesting to see what direction the, the Bears decide to go. If you're watching and or no, listening to the War NFL Playoff Preview Special here on War Media. I'm Lakina McGee along with Joe Tanksley and Eric Edholm. Now, where does where do you guys think the Bears coaching uh, coaching gig and also head you know, GM gig kind of measures up because you've got like multiple teams, including one of your division own division, Minnesota. They're also looking for a head coach and a GM. Jacksonville is looking for a head coach. Denver is looking for a head coach. Miami unexpectedly is looking for a head coach. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, assuming that they don't keep their interim uh, coach. Uh, also, too, the Giants are they're cleaning house as well. So, where do you think this the, the Bears gigs you kind of measure up? Because I heard Lewis Riddick say on a couple of programs that the Bears gig is get, the Bears gigs are probably like the highest. You know, of all of them. So, what are what are your thoughts, Joe? I'll start with you. Uh, you know, I, I've read you know Lewis Riddick's comments, and I, you know, I, I tend to agree with him. Um, you know, they they drafted a, a, a blue chip quarterback, and you know, whoever comes in as the GM, that's that's something they're going to have to worry about right away. Uh, they they kind of get a little bit of time to kind of you know evaluate and build a roster around him. Um, and so I think that would, you know, be exciting. But, you know, there's also, you know, you might not be a person that, you know, necessarily believes that he's the guy, you know. So that's also, you know, a part of, of that as well. Um, uh, but as far as, I mean, it's, it's a historic franchise. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great football town. You know, everybody in Chicago is, is, is a Bears fan. Um, and if, you know, you know, if you can win here, you know, you know, we, we we still celebrate the '85 Bears like it was yesterday here. So, so, so if you could, you know, you can come here and win. You know, much like the Cubs did. You know, with Theo. You know, you know, you can pretty much write your ticket in the city. You know, and, and this is a, 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 
uh, a city that loves football, that's hungry for winning football, and 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 the person that you know the people who could come in and bring that to the city, you know, it, 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 it's going to be pretty exciting for them, you know, and for the fans as well. All right, okay. allow me to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I got skewered a little bit on Twitter for for ranking the Bears as low as I did because I ranked all the openings and and I I said in the piece. You know, you have the Giants, in my opinion, which is the the, the biggest challenge of all of them right now. You know, there, there's, you know, there, there's infighting among the scouts. There's an unclear structure. You have owners who've now making their fourth head coaching hire. I put them last. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. I had the Broncos first, and I wouldn't say they're an overwhelming first. The other five teams, in my mind, you could almost, you know, put in any other order and, and make a case for it. The reason I put the Bears towards the back end of the list was – what we were talking about off the top, the the succession plan of ownership scares me a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when I talked to somebody in a front office earlier this week, somebody who's you know interviewed for GM jobs in the past and you know wants eventually to become a general manager, they said, you know, from guys that from his experience and people he's talked to, one of the biggest factors that that people look at for the attractiveness of a position like you know we talk quarterbacks and cap and and draft picks and they're all important right they all matter but owners typically don't go anywhere right they're they're there to stay team you know people Mm -hmm. aren't dying to sell nfl franchises because they make bank right they make money but if you have an owner who is meddlesome if you have an owner who wants to get too involved in football operations if you have an owner who um, you know, doesn't have good business sense. I mean, all these different factors, it can really affect the football part of things, even if they're hands off when it comes to making transactional moves and things like that, or, you know, deciding the fate of head coaches or whatnot. So it just scares me a little bit that, you know, Virginia is the, the matriarch. She's the first lady of football, right? She's, but she's 99 years old. You know, is, is George taking over at that point with the family cell? Is there, you know, you know, the reason Bill Belichick claims, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but to have given up on the Jets job was he was not comfortable with the Jets ownership situation. And, you know, I that always stuck in the back of my head. And it seemed like he understood that he had a, a pretty good thing up the road in I-95 with Robert Kraft, whom he'd worked with before. and said, yeah, that's a guy I could work for. This new guy in New York, I don't know that I could work for him. And so that, of course, made one of the biggest moves in NFL history, him going to New England. Uh, it's not always going to be the case. And a, and a successful head coach is probably going to do well no matter where they go eventually, or a GM for that matter. But, you know, I, that worries me. And on top of that, as promising as Fields is, I loved him coming out. He was my number two quarterback last year. Still has a lot of work to do. You know, we still got to see who's who's – you know, can they get somebody to kind of be that that quarterback whisperer? Um, you know, you stand to possibly lose some free agents. There's some talent on defense, but the depth is a concern. They don't have a full till of draft picks. There's a there's a financial area to clean up, as 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 you guys were talking about earlier. You know, so there's there's still some some uh, some some sweeping to do, and I think it's <laughs> it's just going to be interesting to see how much there really is, and and whether. Ted and George stick with the agreed upon structure that they talked about the other day, or that George talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting there. Now, real quick before we go to these uh, wildcard weekend uh, picks here, uh, Jim Harbaugh is sort of like a name that's being floated around. 
maybe he might be interested in coming back to the NFL. Who knows? Um, Eric, you're kind of plugged into to the college game as well. Do you think there's any truth to the to the rumors about you know Harbaugh, you know Jim Harbaugh, I should say, wanting to come yeah. back to the NFL? I I think Jim is is a smart guy and an opportunistic guy, right? I mean, I think obviously going to Michigan was an opportunistic chance for him, and you know he sees the moment. It was the biggest thing that any Michigan grad had ever, you know, undergrad for that matter. You know, when he came there, it was like, you know, uh, Jesus in Bethlehem or something like that. Right. It was, it was, it was a moment, right. Obviously, you know, things hadn't really gone too well until this season, or at least up to the expectations that, that Michigan fans had. But um, I think he was smart to know, cause there was rumors a year ago that maybe he was on the hot seat. You know, he could never beat Ohio state, this and that accomplished that this year got into the playoffs. I think he was smart enough to kind of see that there's at least an opportunity here to get an extension at Michigan out of this thing. So, you know, if the Raiders are coming and calling, right, John Gruden gets let go in November or whatever, or October, I guess. Uh, was it November? Yeah, November. Yeah. And I think that was always a team that had eyes on Jim if they were ever to move on from, from, from uh, Gruden. So, you know, the stars aligned perfectly. Here he is you know, coming up on uh, with, a, with a win over Ohio State. There's a vacancy in Vegas. The Bears are going to probably make a move too. Jim has obvious ties to the, to the franchise. You know, I don't I don't even think Jim has an agent. I could be wrong about that, but I think he... I heard he did it. Yeah, I don't think he does. He doesn't. I, he he just, doesn't. I don't think he does. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, smart enough guy to sort of see everything lining up here and that, Hey, I could maybe work this thing. So my prediction is he'll probably stay in, in Michigan, but the Raiders are, are a possibility. Joe, you got any thoughts on this? You know, um, you know, as far as, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you know, uh, being like, you know, in relation to the bears and, you know, him being the candidate for the bears job, you know, it all goes back to the beginning of them, you know, interviewing, GMs and head coaches, and to me, Jim Harbaugh is going to be one of those guys who wants to do both. Uh, he would, he's going to want to, you know, be like a Bill Parcells type, a Bill Belichick type, where he has control over the rosters and the moves that he's making to build his team. Um, I think Jim, you know, will want that kind of control, or he, he would, you know, at least want to have a say so in who the Bears hire as the GM to be that guy and if he can work with them. So that would be interesting, you know, to see how that would play out, you know, for the Chicago bears. And also, you know, I, I like uh, that, you know, at least when you, you get a guy like Jim Harbaugh as a coach, you're going to have an identity right away. And he's going, you know, he's going to bring that culture uh, that, the, that, that the bears have been lacking for a while. And, um, you know, you're going to know what the Bears are going to, you know, what the Bears are good at and what they're leaning on as far as a team and, and, and their foundation. Uh, and it was a lot, you know, kind of confusing with Matt Nagy as the coach. So, I mean, I'll say that about him. But I don't think he's going to leave Michigan. Um, you know, he, you know, he has this kind of a, you know, these college coaches, you know, they get there and they they pretty much run the whole, the whole university, the whole town. And, and that's a lot of control to give up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to agree. I think ultimately he stays. I think he wants his uh, wants to bump up the, those bonuses that he gave up for a couple of years ago. Uh, okay, you guys, let's get to the this weekend super wild card weekend games. Uh, any any games that you kind of see as sort of a like an upset, or you got you know there's at least two. You got New England and Buffalo, and of course the Monday Night 
Arizona is this going to be their their third meet this year so either okay this this could be the upset because we've seen a lot of upsets in during wild card weekend I don't know about you guys. I just have a feeling the Bills are gonna are gonna win and and maybe win impressively. I mean, they went into Foxborough and and I and and, and took care of business uh, a couple weeks back. You know, the door was open for for the Patriots to to maybe steal the division if if they if Bill, Buffalo's had lost and and New England had gone down to Miami and won. But you know that that just that didn't happen. And I and I and I kind of wonder if even without guys like Tre'Davious White that. The Bills might be just starting to hit their peak. I could be crazy. Maybe it's because I picked them back in August, but I I have a feeling they beat the beat New England. And I don't know. I I I'm a little worried about the Rams. I I just ugh. like even though the Cardinals really kind of slumped down the stretch, it just sort of I just I'm getting the willies a little bit. They have the talent to make a run. There's no doubt the high end talent, but I just have that fear in the back of my head that. You know the Cardinals go in there with no pressure and, and might be able to to pull it off. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leading. You know, I I tend to agree with that. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, you, you know, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, but you know, he also has a rookie quarterback. You know, and, and you know, I I do think that Buffalo has the edge and talent, um, and I, I think they're primed to you know make a pretty you know deep playoff run. So I do like the Bills versus the Patriots. Uh, and I, I tend to agree about the Rams as well. They definitely, they're definitely talented enough to get all the way to the Super Bowl. But Matt Stafford's never been in this position before, um, having to win playoff games and you know lead, lead a team on 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 a deep you know uh, playoff run. And he out you know and, and when he faces that pressure, he has a lot of cutler in him too. He'll give the ball up. So, you know, he'll give the ball up. So I'm kind of worried about, I'm kind of worried about the Rams and, and how Matt Stafford will play. Um, but, um, you know, I, I see that Eric Weddle retirement, you know, to help the Rams on this playoff run. I don't know how much difference yeah. that's going to make, but this, this, this pretty, that's pretty something, you know, pretty cool to, uh, to see uh, other other games that I'm looking at, uh, uh, I'm interested in the Cowboys. Um, Ooh, yeah. uh, I'm interested in the Cowboys and see how they're going to do against the 49ers. I, I think you know I'm, I'm really interested to see if Dak Prescott can take a take that next step uh, into being and being the franchise quarterback. Um, you know we saw how Dallas did without him last year and you know how well they did with him this year. But that defense is what I'm really impressed with. Uh, Michael Park. Parkins and Diggs on the back end is corner. Uh, they they generate a lot of turnovers and they generate a lot of pressure. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm looking for that defense to carry him a little bit. Um, and then, you know, Ezekiel Elliott in that run game, you know, he's been kind of banged up and, you know, you haven't seen the burst that you're used to seeing from him. Is he going to get some new energy being in the playoffs? So I'm interested in the Cowboys um, as well. Uh, in in the Bengals and the Raiders, uh, that's kind of like a, a pick 'em game to me. <laughs> you know, these are two teams that are similar. Both teams that the Bears beat. <laughs> uh, so, so um, but um, I, I I like I like Joe Burrow and what, what like what Joe Burrow and Jabbar Chase have going on uh, out there in Cincinnati. And, and the Raiders, you know, they've really rallied behind the quarterback David Carr since John Gruden left, and and that coach uh, Biacha, um, I think I'm saying his name right, but um, you know what they've been able to build out there, and you know, 
and with all the adversity that they've gone through, you know, with losing players to, to, to knucklehead and bad decisions and things like that, they've really rallied around David Carr. He's really stepped up to be a leader. So I'm interested in those games as well. Eric, anything other, the other games that we haven't mentioned, any of them kind of, you know, jump at you or intrigue you? Yeah, I think Cincinnati's going to get its first playoff win in, uh, I want to say, 30 years. Is that right? Oh, Is that wow. possible? 30, 1991, I believe, if yeah, I'm not yep, mistaken. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. I just I think it's going to be a, a a celebration for Cincinnati. Good for them. I, I Cowboys 49ers definitely a tough game to pick, but you know uh, if, if I like Dak at home a little bit better than Jimmy on the road. 49ers have a good team. I just don't know if they're if they're built to win this game. So you know the the only thing that could trip up the Bucks is if the Eagles run like crazy. You know if, if Jalen Hurts is using his legs, if they get the mm-hmm. run game going a little bit. Um, I think the Bucks may start slowly, but I think eventually they'll win that game. And I think the Chiefs will win by 20. I mean, I just, you know, <laughs> I, it's, yeah, I just, oh man, I can't see a path to victory for Pittsburgh. It's going to have to come on, you know, five TJ Watt sacks and, and three more by Cam Hayward or something like that. And even then, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think yeah. there's any matchup that favors the Steelers. I'll put it that way. I, I oh, really wow. can't find one. Not not a not a major one anyway. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. That although I will say that 49ers Cowboys game, that's you know, that's that's giving me kind of like vibes from like way back when in the nineties when these two would yeah. play a lot in mm-hmm. the playoffs. So yeah, no, that that's kind of a pick 'em game. And the spread here, uh the Bengals, they're a five point favorite, uh Bills are a four and a half point favorite, uh Bucks are an eight and a half favorite, um three a three-point favorite the Cowboys are 12 and a half for the Chiefs, which that might you might take the over if you're or maybe not, I don't know. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. That's the latest Vegas, Vegas odds um as of today. And also uh last last but not least, Cardinals and Rams. Uh Rams are favored by three favored by three and a half. So Ooh, three in the tick. I might yeah. oh that's tempting. I May have to open an account this weekend. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, but also too, I mean, the the Cardinals and Rams game. You know, this is like their third meeting. They split the first two two uh, two games. And, and look, I, I kind of feel you know, JJ Watts will might might be back. You know, they're kind of getting healthy. I know they kind of slept walk through their their last couple of games, especially that last game against Seattle. But I, I they know these teams know each other well, so. I can yeah. see why ESPN picked this game to be the, the 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 first Monday night playoff, you know, wild card playoff game. Uh, Raiders and Bengals. I mean, yeah, the the Raiders kind of backed into the playoffs. I felt like so. I feel like so. I don't know. You know, it, uh, they'll keep it close, but that the Bengals will probably end up winning it. The the bill the Patriots Bills. I mean, if we, look if we get the first if it's like the first meeting where the the Patriots kind of ran through the Bills, you know, without having to throw a lot of passes. <laughs> I don't know if we get that right, right, exactly. Uh, I mean, Eagles and Bucks. I really can't see the Eagles. You know, like you said, Eric. I mean, unless they run it down the uh, the Bucks' throats and they go crazy, that's been like the one sort of thing on the defensive side. Steelers yeah. and Chiefs. I, I don't. I, I mean, like I think you guys both <laughs> mentioned, you know, they're they're up twelve and a half. I like. But then again, you know what? You never know. They might surprise us. Like I said before, weird things happen in Wild in Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, 49ers Cowboys. I think that's a that I think the fact that the Cowboys are only only favored by three. I think they know Vegas knows something that we don't. So, and 
yeah so it's gonna be very interesting these these uh super wild card games because i i like i said before we may see an upset we may see two upsets mm. i don't know but uh yeah it's mm. gonna be a uh, very interesting uh oh and uh our, our, our buddy kyle said that uh wonder what what okay you know and he actually brings up a good point what would be madden's favorite game this week john madden of course you know wonder what it's gotta I, I'm, be I'm thinking, niners at dallas right of course, has to of course has to Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, if you they know, don't do some sort of like throwback, you know, I don't know, like boys to men intro or something like that, <laughs> do you, uh, you know, whatever, something really super 90s with like a shadow of Madden in the background, I'm going to be very disappointed. Like old clips or like old clips of from those games that you know he and uh, Pat Summerall used to call because oh, you know man. these two these two were in the same division for years, so the best, you know. That that was probably the best rivalry if you're if you're an eighties and nineties kid like like I said Joe I don't know how old you are but you know those were those were really some great games to watch back way back when on CBS it's gonna be on CBS too I know some people feel that maybe it was the Romo factor but no no it was actually mm-hmm. more Cowboys 49ers. I mean you know especially during the playoffs that that's what that was kind of like the thing <laughs> and the beautiful thing is Madden worked for every uh, broadcast company at one point or another right I mean All he started four. with CBS. Mm-hmm. Went to Fox, NBC, so they all have to pay tribute, no matter what game it was. So, right, that, that works out pretty well. Okay, any any final thoughts before we wrap wrap up our playoff preview for this week? Any like sort of, you know, any any things that you know that people should look out for, or you know, what out of the ordinary type, you know, things that might happen this weekend? Hmm, out of the ordinary, I don't know. I, I... I kind of feel like we picked a lot of chalk, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but uh, out of ordinary, I think you know. I I, I think if um, you know, I, I really can't see it. You know, the the only thing that would shock me is if the Steelers were able to 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 win, uh, honestly. Um, and I don't really see that happening. I think you know Mike Tomlin is a guy that you know can definitely you know, get his guys motivated to play. I just don't think they have the talent to do it this year. <laughs> I'll, what about I'll you? make a playoff <laughs> slash Bears observation here. You know, we mentioned Brian Dable. If the Bills go on a run, obviously they, they could hire Joe Shane for the GM position if they wanted to, right? It wouldn't have any, you know, he might say, I'm going to join him after our playoff run is over, that kind of thing. I, you know, I don't know that they'll – be able to do that with Dable. So the question is, would they pivot at that point? You know, I'm just throwing out a possibility. Any playoff team where they're interviewing a candidate still running, I mean, Peterson Flores currently out of work. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that maybe that Mm -hmm. tilts it that direction. I don't know. We've had issues in the past of, you know, successful teams' assistance being a little bit handcuffed during a playoff run and not able to either accept a job right away or, or interview, you know, a, a second or third time or something. So just, just something to think out to think about and throw out there as if you're a bears fan watching these games with a, with a bears head coaching candidate in mind. Uh, absolutely. And, and look, it should look, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend too. Yeah. yeah. We may see it. We might see an upset. I don't know, but like I said before, where things happen in the super wild card weekend, yeah. All right, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to us today on our War Media NFL Playoff Preview Special. We're going to be doing this every week. Uh, where, okay, Joe, I'll start with you. Where can people find you? Read your stuff. 
Uh, well, I, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Joe Tanksley. Uh, I'm at, at Batman underscore Tanksley uh, on Twitter and IG. Um, and, you know, I, usually I tweet during the games and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my Twitter handle isn't nearly as cool. It's my name, Eric, E-R-I-C <laughs> underscore at home. I wish I had put a Batman or a Superman in there. I, was, <laughs> I, don't, have, I don't have that much self-confidence. I guess that's the issue. But, uh, yeah, Eric underscore at home and uh, Yahoo Sports. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Uh, no problem. And you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Oscar McGee on the IG. You can also listen and watch me on Second City Sports every Monday and Friday live from noon to 2 p.m. Central Time on Sports Zone Chicago. You can also listen to the audio version right here on War Media through their various uh, uh, Google, uh, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast and the podcast version. So for Joe and Eric, I'm Lakina. This has been Second City Sports. Oh, sorry, my bad. See, I see, I forgot where I was for a second. This is a bit more media NFL playoff preview special, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great night and and stay safe out there. <laughs>